0: comedy of old-time radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Today, we have a show of lasts with the Bob Hope Show. This is the last show that was sponsored by Lever Brothers, you know, Swan Soap. You know, first it was Pepsodent, and then the sponsor for Bob Hope over the last several seasons has been Lever Brothers. Well, this is the last show sponsored by Lever Brothers. It's also the last show of the 1949 1950 season. This is episode number 462 of The Bob Hope Show, and it originally aired on June 13th, 1950. Here now is Bob Hope with his regular cast Jack Kirkwood, Irene Ryan, and Doris Day.
1: The Miracle Watch Discovery brings you the Bob Hope Show.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, from Hollywood, California, it's the Bob Hope Show. With going to Duty, Jack Kirkwood, Irene Ryan, Bill Smooley, High Appleback, Beth Brown, and his band of renown. And here he is going off for the summer because, because in warm weather, certain things don't keep Bob Hope. <laughs> have a writer, eh, Hyman? Thank you very much. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob going off the air to September Hope, saying after the broadcast tonight, I'm going to take a 13-week nap. Preparing this show every week may sound like a snap, but I'm so tired I can't put my longues on the regular way anymore. I have to crawl in through the trap. Yes, sir, this is my last show of the season for Lever Brothers. It was quite a year. Between the soap and the treasury department, I finished clean. <laughs> I thought of going to Scotland on my vacation, but I understand that after Crosby's visit, Americans aren't very popular there. Think <laughs> stole so many hotel towels, when you wash your hands over there now, you have to wait for someone to come in wearing a kilt. <laughs> I'm not going to Europe because of the way the customs men treated me the last time. They said they wanted to inspect my trunks, and I stood around with my pants off for two hours. (laughs) Well,
2: you get the idea.
1: But it's been an exciting season this year. I just flew in from Washington. They've got a beautiful 18-hole golf course in Washington, but I had a little trouble. I hit my ball in the hole marked 52. It was Dewey's. He was tunneling his way in from
2: Albany. (laughs) And while I was in
1: Washington, I visited Congress. You all know what Congress is. That's a Hoover vacuum cleaner with a Truman budget. (laughs) And I want to tell you one thing. President Truman is really trying to cut expenses. In fact, he just let all the maids go at the White House. Now when it's time to dust, he just sends Margaret from room to room saying rag mop. (laughs) I back on the plane, and we had a pretty stewardess, I said, don't forget my safety belt, and she didn't. Every time she didn't feel safe, she belted me. <laughs> it was a smooth trip back, but we landed in Los Angeles with half the floor ripped out of the plane. I went to the washroom and forgot to unfasten my seatbelt. <laughs> uh, I arrived in California just in time to greet the tourists. We always have a warm welcome for tourists out here. We get so tired of running over the same old familiar faces.
2: <laughs> you know,
1: California is really wonderful. It's the only state where the people in the unemployment line change to tuxedos after four o'clock. <laughs> I don't know what that means myself. It just sounds funny, but the people here must be getting prosperous. They're buying more and more television sets. Lately there's so many aerials on the rooftops the smog is coming in flight. <laughs>
2: I, 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 did, I did two
1: television shows and Variety gave me quite a write-up. It said hope goes into TV. Movies are better than ever. The way you see the new cameras in television, they're going to be terrific for commercials. They've now got a camera with a long neck that looks down and announces throat and shows you the spot that Pepsi Cola hits. <laughs> get your wash so clean you need never rinse again
2: no more rinse, no more rinse, no more rinse.
1: you don't have to rinse because amazing no rinse surf has a miracle ingredient that floats dirt away surf leaves no soap film or scum clinging to clothes your clothes ring clean cleaner than if you wash with soap and rinse three times helps clothes wear longer, and your wash dries so sweet and soft. Cut your wash time and work in half with No Rinse Surf, S-U-R-F, Surf, the only wash aid product approved by United States testing company for no rinsing. Why rinse? Yes, why rinse, when No Rinse Surf guarantees you a really clean wash. The whitest, brightest wash on earth with no rinsing. (laughs) The
3: new dirt, no more rinsing, no more rinsing, no more rinsing, no more rinsing, no more rinsing. That's new
1: no-rinse dirt, and you'll never rinse another heavy load of clothes again. as you know, this is the last of 40 consecutive radio shows, and Bob has worked awfully hard. In fact, Doris Day has insisted that he have a checkup. So we now find the two of them on the way to the doctor's office. But not the kind of a doctor you think. Oh, (laughs) that's... Understand why you won't tell me who this doctor is that you're taking me to?
3: Now, don't worry. He's very capable, and you need him. Look at it this way: if a person has weak feet, they go to a chiropractor. If there's something wrong with their eyes, they go to an oculist. And if they have a weak spine, they go to an osteopath. All right, but where are you taking me? To a psychiatrist.
1: <laughs> I don't get it. What's the idea?
3: Well, you're not normal, Bob. <laughs> Don't pause there. Go ahead. Well, it's not natural for anybody to want to be traveling all the time like
1: you do. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'd just like to be on the go. It's in my blood. I was born on the Greyhound bus. Oh, it's true, Doris. <laughs> all the kids in my family were born on a bus. In fact, my mother used to name us after the scenery she saw through the window. I never told anybody before, but my full name is Robert Bermeshave Hope. <laughs> I know, but I was lucky. I got a brother named Chew Mail Pouch Tobacco. <laughs> and another one called Welcome to Azusa, 10-minute stop.
3: <laughs> so you see, I can't
1: help traveling, Dodo.
3: I know, Bob, and you're going to see this doctor. His office building is not very much farther. It's just around this corner up here. A few doors up the street. Hello, Doris. Hello, Mr. Ho- well, Miss Ryan...
2: <laughs>
1: Well, Miss Ryan, you'll never believe this in a million years, but I'm going over to see a psychiatrist.
3: Well, I think you're very wise to go before they send a couple of men after you.
1: (laughs) No, no, Miss Ryan, Doris has the idea there's something wrong with me mentally because I like to travel so much.
3: Oh, I understand that. I have the same complex. It's called a split desire. One part of me wants to go east and one part of me wants to go west.
1: (laughs) You know, lately, your figure looks like you made it.
3: What I mean is... Miss Ryan, don't you agree that a person should try to stay in one place once in a while? Oh, no, Doris. I think traveling is just wonderful. If there's anything I love, it's to see people going someplace.
1: You do? Yes.
3: I don't care where they're going, but I love to see people going away. <laughs>
1: I'm being happy in another direction? <laughs> the dampness is taking a crease out of my pants.
3: You know I love to see anyone going on a journey so much that on days when there aren't any boats leaving the harbor, I go down to the May Company.
1: The May Company?
3: Yes. When the people get on the escalator, I stand there waving and singing Aloha. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were so crazy about traveling, Miss Ryan. Oh, indeed. I think about it so much, I even walk in my sleep. You do? Yes. The other night I dreamed I was sailing through the sky on a magic carpet while a handsome sheep tried to kiss me. Oh, really? Walk. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but when I woke up, I was under the bed on my heating pad fighting off my cockpit spaniel. that psychiatrist. I made the appointment and I'm going to stay with you until I'm sure that you're in the office. I've
1: been in this waiting room for five minutes. I wonder whether...
2: Well, hello there.
1: Oh, hello. Gee, are you the nurse?
3: That's right. I just graduated last week. (laughs) What, What can I do for you?
1: Beat me with your diploma.
3: Could you give me a brief history of your case?
1: Well, I'm very tense, and my hands tremble, and I've got a violent, nervous twitch that I can't control. How long have you had it?
2: (laughs) just started.
3: Well, I guess that's enough data for my record. And now, if you'll be so kind... Oh! Oh, here comes the doctor now! A doctor... Doctor.
1: Uh, doctor, wait a minute. Wait, you got a patient? Look, I'm here. Okay, you go that way, and I'll go this way, and if we catch her, we'll go have these. Don't tell me you're the psychiatrist. That's right, boy. Come into my office, and we'll get started. Ah, let's see. Here's my notebook. Now, I want you to lie right down uh, here. Just put your feet like that, and that's right. There. Are you comfortable? No. It's pretty dark. Why do I have to lie here? Well, there ain't room on top of the couch for both of us. Now, wait a second. I don't like to look for this office, and this isn't even a real couch. Oh, come on now. Lie back and relax while I probe into your subconscious. The nurse, hand me that hammer. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I certainly found out something there. What? If your head was a candle, it would be just ready for picking. <laughs> well, the motivations may stem from a guilt complex. Have you ever done anything in your past that you were ashamed of? Well, yes, I did. Tell me about it. Well, you'll have to send the nurse out of the room.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, you can leave, Miss Brady. Now, uh, what was it you did that was so wrong? Well, <laughs> I'll never live it down. It happened in a hotel in Denver. I could never go back there again. Why not? Well, one morning in the bathroom, I dried myself in a towel My hers. You didn't. I did not fit to breathe the same air as Mary Worth. (laughs) My traveling is that I just had a birthday, and, well, I don't know how much longer I'll have the necessary vitality. Oh, not that boy. You're only as old as your mind dictates. I have a treatment for that. You do? Yes, just repeat after me. Every day I'm getting younger and younger. Every day I'm getting younger and younger. Once more, please. Every day I'm getting younger and younger. Every day I'm getting younger and younger. Every day. How do you feel now? Oh, fine, Mommy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Will you throw
1: me over your shoulder and burp me? <laughs> oh my gosh, I overdid it. He thinks he's a baby. This is awful, nurse.
3: Nurse. Oh, what? What is it, doctor? <laughs> Something terrible,
2: <laughs> <my> nurse. <laughs> this patient thinks he's a baby. <laughs>
1: Come beat me with your diploma. (laughs) Miracle thugs that get your wash so clean you don't need to
3: rinse? I tried it, and the result is amazing. My wash was on the line in half the time.
1: That's what Mrs. Margaret Wright of Lansdowne, Pennsylvania wrote. Fan mail is pouring in from all over the country, praising new no-rinse surf. From Chicago, Mrs. Emma Wright.
3: White thing came up sparkling.
1: From Mrs. M.R. Schwartz in Los Angeles.
3: Soft and clean smelling, that's how my wash came out. And from
1: Mrs. Evelyn Bush in Bridgeton, New Jersey. No-rinse surf is truly a lifesaver. You'll never rinse another heavy load of clothes again once you try no-rinse surf. S-U-R-F, surf. On a capital recording by Maggie Whiting and the Velvet Foghorn. And to augment it properly, we have the Warner Brothers Triple Threat, and it's Day.
3: This is the story of a blind day.
1: The lady was 30 minutes late.
2: Now listen to the chatter.
1: As we go for a drink, first what we say politely,
3: then exactly what we think. I'm so sorry I'm late. Look at
1: this clothes, what a sight. Oh, I don't mind a short wait. Looks like I'm stuck for the night. What do we, we eat? A
3: steak of corn.
1: Let's have a seat. Eat like a horse. Stuck again, again on, on a blind date. Here comes the band, should we dance? Move her legs like two rocks. Music
3: gets me in a trance. Keep off my speech, you big What do you drink?
1: Again on a blind
3: date, then we went for a ride,
1: but only to be polite.
3: By accident you found my lips. You kept hugging and kissing and kissing and hugging and holding me tight. You better stop, it's so late. I'll call
2: you right and go.
1: Baby, your kisses are great. See you tomorrow night at 8? It's a day.
3: I won't be late. One, one thing we'll both agree. No more blind days for you.
1: Doctor, I've been here quite some time now, and you still haven't told me what my trouble is. Now, look here, boy. And I called you boy because I need a psychiatrist myself. (laughs) I might get the key to your whole personality if you tell me something about your radio show. What do you mean? what do you like to do? What sort of characters have you played this year? Well, a few months ago, we did a show, and I was a politician who started out as a poor boy. (laughs) I'll never forget that tender scene where I went to tell my mother I was leaving home. I opened the door to her room, and there she was, wearing her shawl. With a loving expression on her little face, she looked up at me and said sweetly,
2: Shut the door, stupid.
3: (laughs) I want to talk to you, Ma. Are you busy? No, it's just so lonely around here. I was doing some knitting. I guess I'm getting to be an old lady. What are you knitting? An old man. I came to tell you I'm leaving home. I'm going to the city. I made up my mind to be a politician. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, your father was a leader, too. He was president of the Elk. Really? Yes, your father was a big elk. In fact, the first time he... His antlers punctured three holes in my head. You've been both a
1: mother and a Buick to me. You'll be proud of me, Ma. I'm going to be governor of this state.
3: Solid. (laughs) Son. Cool, Ma. It's a cruel life you're going out into. And, son, there's a little poem with a message that I want you to carry with you always. What is it, Ma? As you walk along life's highway, you'll meet men with crooked schemes. These men will offer you money, money beyond your dreams, and should they offer you one of these deals, don't even stop to think. Just grab the money, son. Your old mother wants a mink. <laughs>
1: was very interesting psychologically. You know, I'm beginning to understand your character a little better now. Uh, Tell me, what else have you done? What else? Yes. Well, one week we did the Look Magazine award show. Say, by the way, did you see that picture of Jane Russell and me in the current issue of Look? No. You didn't see it? No. (laughs) Well, back to work. Anyway, this week I played played the part of a general in the Air Force. Boy, was I tough. I was sent to take over a bomber group in England. You were? Yeah, there was something wrong with the group. Whenever they went on a bombing mission, instead of bombing Germany, they'd head their planes toward America and bomb the factories that were making spam. <laughs> I straightened them out. I straightened them out. You should have heard me when I stormed into the headquarters to take over command. <laughs> Major, are you in charge here? Yeah, what can I do for you? Yeah. You realize you're talking to a general? Stand at attention. Major, pull in that stomach. Throw back your shoulders. Throw in your chin. Throw out your chest. Not all at once, Major. No, sir, I'm sorry, sir. It won't happen again, sir. It's too late to be sorry. You're a major, is that right? Yes, sir. Well, I'm breaking you, Major. Starting tomorrow, you're a colonel. You've got it all wrong. I can't help it. My writers were in the Navy. (laughs) Well, I'm here to get this group back in the stick, Major. Assemble the men in the briefing room tomorrow morning at O eight hundred. Yes, sir. here to spark up this outfit. I didn't ask to be put in a desk job. The only reason I'm here is because I was wounded in the Battle of the Bulge. The Battle of the Bulge, sir? Yes, I got caught between two fat wax in an elevator at the Pentagon. Any questions? (laughs) All right. Here are your assignments for tomorrow's mission. Smith, Reagan, and Weiss, you head for Berlin. Roger, Wilco. He's going with me. (laughs) Green, you'll head for Stuttgart. Gilbert and Kelly, you'll go to Munich. Major Stovall, you'll fly with me. Where are we going? Las Vegas. You can't get hurt there. (laughs) Well, playing all those parts, boy, I can see that you're certainly not frustrated. Of course not, Doc. One night I played a part I'll never forget, that of a doctor who gives up his practice to go into research and help mankind. Oh, I wish I'd heard that. Oh, it was great. (laughs) My name is Dr. Robert Hope, M.D., I've been a doctor for 20 years, although when I first started out, I didn't want to be a doctor. I wanted to be a nurse. (laughs) Then I found out that in order to be a nurse, you have to be a girl, so I decided to forget it.
2: (laughs) Too much trouble.
1: (laughs) Well, I became a doctor. I wanted to do something important in medicine. I soon decided that the thing that would most help humanity would be a cure for the common cold. I went to work immediately. I stocked my laboratory with equipment and experimental animals. Then one day I sent for my assistant.
3: Yes, Dr. Hope. Nurse,
1: I'm trying another experiment tonight.
3: Oh, you've tried so many. I
1: know. You see that guinea pig over there? He had a cold when I first got him. Every day for six months I've injected him with bromoquinine and whiskey. What happened? I cured his cold, but now he's the only guinea pig that's a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. (laughs) Now we're ready, nurse. I'm going to inject this solution into this poor little rabbit who has a cold. Oh,
3: gee, he's almost dead.
1: Ready, nurse. Sponge. Sponge. Iodine. Iodine. Suture. Suture. Clamp. Clamp. Hydrovascular cardiographic electro-turbo-injector impulse.
2: Clamp. Howard. Suture.
1: Suture. Sponge. Sponge.
3: Needle. Needle. I'm sorry, doctor, we don't have a needle. No needle? No. Sinatra. Sinatra. (laughs)
1: There, it's done. Oh, I'm afraid it's a failure. I've tried everything I know. Dr.
2: Hope,
3: look. What? The rabbit's opening its eyes. No. You've done it. No. You've done it. You've found a cure for the common cold. (laughs) Dr.
1: Robert Hope, we are about to honor you for your heroic achievement in producing a remedy for the common cold. I herewith present you with the Medical Association Award for your efforts in releasing humanity from hours of suffering because of cold. Dr. Hope. Have you anything to say? Oh, yes. I, uh. I, uh. <laughs> great we'd like to stay as now the season ends we thank you so much ladies and gentlemen this is it the end of the season you know i can always tell when we come to the end of the season my blood pressure gets about six points higher than my Hooper rating this is not only the end of the season but the end of a long association with the wonderful company Lieber brothers you know when you buy something with the name Lieber brothers on it you can be sure you're getting the best I know, because that name in my contract has given me some of the best years in radio. Next fall, we switch to the cigarette that satisfies, Chesterfield. And we'll do our best to satisfy Chesterfield and you. Thanks again to Lever Brothers and to another great company, the gang behind our show. The loyal workers who get none of the credit but who we'll go week after week taking all of the blame and a little bit of the money. Our writing staff, Al Schwartz, Mar Fisher, Larry Gelpart, Larry Marks, Mort Lockman and Cy Rose, Norman Sullivan, Fred Williams, and our mainstay Glenn Wheat. Our producer, Al Capstaff, Brother Jack Hope, Mimi Sheepson, Sheepson, Mimi
2: <laughs> Simpson, NBC's Campbell Pearson,
1: John Pollock, Parker Cornell, and a heartful thanks to Doris Day, Les Brown, and his wonderful band, Jeff Clarkson for all those wonderful benefits, Hi, Everback, back Eileen Ryan, Jane Morgan, my favorite comedian, Jack Kirkwood. Believe me, they're the kind of people who make a fellow wake up humming there's no business like show business. Have a wonderful summer, folks. Be like the song. Enjoy yourself. Get out and go with the wild goose going. It's back in time to join us in the fall. Well, it's so long, everybody. has been so
0: Please send your questions and comments to host at ClassicComedyOTR.com. Come back next Wednesday for another episode of The Bob Hope Show and check in on Friday for the next installment of The Life of Riley. Until we meet again, in the words of Abraham Maslow, you will either step forward into growth or you will step backward into safety.